After a bank holiday weekend where those we know and love drank themselves into oblivion, got the ride and burned a load of dead bodies, the Rewind is back with our Game of Thrones player ratings. I've never begged for anything. But I'm begging you. Don't do this. Please. You are my queen. Nothing will change that. And they're my family. We can live together. We can. I've just told you how. Yes, we had so much fun last week that we decided to turn this into a weekly ratings for the remainder of the season. In fact, the reaction was so huge that we've set up our own podcast feed. If you're listening to this through the Balls.e podcast feed, you can subscribe to the Rewind feed by simply searching The Rewind in all good podcast apps. There we'll be posting our weekly ratings podcast and much more besides. My name is Mark Farley and I'm joined by Mick McCarthy and Donny Mahoney. Donny, are you Team Daenerys or Team John? I'm Team Cersei. Your team's Cersei. Yeah, yeah, I think you so. You want to see her win? Well, I just like how she's she's playing the game. And I think she's... I don't... The other two, I, I don't... I find myself in that episode a, a difficult episode, I think, to for for a lot of people. But the I don't... Danny's in a tough place, and I find myself empathizing with her more and more every episode. But um, I don't... I John consistently lets me down and um and i but i don't i don't i've never felt part of the danny mission to take over the world and i just have never been on board with that so process of elimination i guess i'm left with cersei despite her haircuts like her haircut has gone ah it makes her look very old as well yeah like you know lena heady's a nice looking woman i think it's maybe done on purpose though just to make her look a bit Mm. more mad that she's looking disheveled i suppose did you know that real life cersei and real life Bronn hadn't had a relationship a tryst no, and they were married, weren't they? Yeah, I don't know, but apparently they're never seen in the same yeah. scene together. Because really, they won't even go into the same room together. Seriously, real? I read this on and the internet. Bron was in like a famous band, wasn't he? He's like one of those like Robson and Jerome. Robson and Jerome. Yeah, yes, exactly. One of those. Yeah, famous band. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a great Kerry name, Jerome Flynn. Yeah, there was, you it, go. was it Robson Green? Yeah, Robson Green looks who looks like the lad from The Walking Dead, but isn't the lad from The Walking Dead? Uh, the problem with what Danny's saying there is, so basically we were, we're in the middle of a long, a, a, like a well-written, and it's taking its time like all the best ones, but we're in the middle of a Daenerys heel turn. Yeah. And the problem is her enemy, her biggest enemy at the moment is still also probably the biggest heel in it, yeah. in Cersei. So what happens here, and I've watched enough wrestling over the years to know that the only possible way they can handle this, because you lose crowd interest if you're, t- if you're trying to boo both people, yeah. is that you have to bring in the good guy, Jon Snow, make it a triple threat, and then eventually he has to kind of overcome all the odds and all of the bad guys together. Is there a ladder involved in these fights usually? There's usually a ladder. I haven't seen a dragon as of yet, but sometimes there's uh, was it, there was Inferno matches for a while, um, which were when you lit all the round the ring on fire. Uh, but I think this is going to end up with a casket match. Okay. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. And the Night King's the Undertaker and he comes back from the dead <laughs> the last minute. But anyway, we're going to get into our player ratings very shortly. Did but I uh, like it. I was about to say, Mick, what's your episode rating? Oh, I would say. Like, we're so far into the show and you're so interested in everything that's going to happen and you know that there's only kind of two of them left after this. So you're still hanging on every word that's said and you're still kind of nominally enjoying each scene but what 
that could have been versus what it was for me it was a pretty bad episode we're back to kind of racing around the continent kind of kill a load of like you know there's not enough episodes for the amount of story that they want to tell so we're back to kind of like oh suddenly we're a week later or at least we're supposed to assume or they're traveling at you know a speed that was you know hitherto impossible in westeros you know and it kind of just annoys me and it takes me out of it a little bit so i would say it was a about a five or a six yeah i have no idea like time rise like there are a couple of things i don't the travel thing doesn't bother me so much but the thing of like jamie getting cersei pregnant then leaving to go up to the north fighting the night king staying in the north for a while then then coming back down and She's then Cersei telling Euron, she's barely showing, and she's just told Euron that she's pregnant. Mm. Yet somehow he's also thrown a blind eye to the fact that Tyrion knew that Cersei was pregnant, and says it to him, and also that Gilly only got pregnant in now the middle of all that, Euron, and yet she's showing. Yeah, Euron was gone. Uh, I remember he the fake storm out at the time when Tyrion found out that Cersei was pregnant, so he wouldn't have known that. But he, he, even so. I don't uh, think he wouldn't have known, but like, he is he not sure? He's thinking, wait a minute, this woman just told me she was pregnant an hour ago. How the hell does Tyrion know? Mm. How does he know that Tyrion knows? Because he went and oh, did the big yeah, speech yeah, at sorry, the end, yeah, yeah. The big spiel about you've got it for your child. There was about three episodes worth of things going on in that episode, yeah. mm. and it just made it feel a little bit clunky and just forced. But I mean, when you saw Danny's army at the end, just those whatever. 200 guys of Unsullied and her dragon kind of just like hiding in the background and that's all that she's left considering where she started at the beginning of the season it's just yeah I think I think, I think she has slightly more than that I think that was a kind of an envoy but you know I don't think that was what she has but mm. there is like about a she has about a third of the oh. army that she had at the start which is kind of shit really <laughs> yeah because she was so powerful and had you know spent really basically like the whole show basically building that up and then for it to be taken away really just to serve the the plot yeah purpose, the I level think. the odds yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah i just think that's from a just a, an audience perspective just a bit disappointing but here we are where we are yeah also it felt it lacked a little bit of i don't know if it was because the last episode was the biggest episode of all time and whether people liked it or not it was you know it was the dramatic conclusion and in this episode we lost the dragon it's a pretty seismic thing to happen. We lost uh, one of the, uh, like a, a secondary character in Missandei had her head chopped off in front of the people that she loves. Uh, you know, a, a lot of stuff actually happened in it, but it all it didn't pack a punch the way mm. I think it was supposed to. You know, you know we just had a dragon die mid episode. Like. I think this could be. Uh, this is the thing I've I've never really liked the Daenerys story. I liked it at the start. I think when like when she was with the Dothraki and then she gave birth to the dragons. I was like, this is shit cool. But the whole drama thing over the few seasons where she was like convincing all these other people to follow her and trying to rule and the feckin' Mayans or the Aztecs or whatever the hell she was um, like at that stage it was like every time I was like just get back to bloody Westeros mm, yeah. and like the only interesting thing I remember at the time was like when uh, the dragons were like killing some poor lad's goats and then his son I think at the end and it was like oh what are they going to do the dragons have to eat but this poor man's a farmer and this is a real uh, moral conundrum for me and then they just swept that under the carpet and now the dragons were going eating goats wherever they wanted uh, and I think that's the issue is that mm. like nobody really gives a shit about da- Daenerys and any of the people related to her like everybody shout I who cared about Missandei well uh, ah yeah no I like ah, she's ah, nice. come on come on she's, <laughs> she's a translator who cared about Grey Worm and Missandei it was like if they took out uh, Manuela if Manuela got sacrilegious... Manuela was much more integral to the Irish 
football setup than Missandei has been to Game of Thrones. I don't know. I think she's doing I disagree. The scenes. I think Missandei's actually been a pretty good character. She's been the kind of she's been the sort of the friend of the like the freed slave. She's been the like she's the closest been the female of, confidant of Danny the whole way. She's been the friend through. of the person who's a dose of shite. Okay, there's different <laughs> ways I would look at Danny's story though. Is like the you know I feel like her plotline has been you know it's been laced with mistakes and with kind of like bad moments and all, but ultimately has been on a good path of you know righteousness the entire way through. And it's like we've got to the point now where she did, she went north and she fulfilled her promise. But then like way too quickly, it's like right, this is actually about me and my thing. And obviously we'll talk about the conversation she had with John, which was like pathetic and like was full on. You're mm. a bitch now. You know, like there's no kind of there's not as much kind of. I wouldn't give her as much leeway as you would before because now yeah. it's like you've seen enough to know that it shouldn't be about your place sitting on a fucking throne of swords. You know sure, what I mean? Yeah. It has to be like more than that now. And but she doesn't seem to have looked past that and that just makes her worthless to the story from my, from, yeah, from my point Yeah, but then also that thing of like, say with Grey Worm and like if she if the dragon dies and Missandei gets killed, why don't you care as much about those specific characters? Like mm. If she was like a good, Missandei was a good person the whole way through it and... You, like she was a decent character then like if you know those people mm-hmm. if i think if Tormund died you'd care about it more yeah because despite i think the pro- issue everyone says the issue now is that they're racing through it in these last few episodes but like Sandy, if it shows the scene where she gets kidnapped or it shows a scene of her in captivity getting abused or something i don't think that really makes a difference i think the problem is that when they did have the time all those seasons back that the time they spent with them still didn't reap the rewards that it should have, that mm-hmm. were not as bought into, like, I was just thinking, even compared to the Avengers, when I was thinking about it, I don't want spoiler alert, but uh, I, like, the characters in the Avengers that may have only been on screen for, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour, you actually end up nearly caring about them more than the likes of some of these characters, who and even the dragons who just kind of randomly get killed off, mm. now, at least expecting it. Yeah, I, like with Danny, for me, What's disappointing is they've always, they've always sort of built her up as this sort of exceptional character, like, a, you know, a, a great leader, someone who possesses something that's totally exceptional to other, uh, I guess, contenders for the, for the throne. And by, I mean, they, I mean, it's like, you know, Varys and Tyrion and these guys. And yeah. for, for them to abandon her so quickly this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, we'll talk about them and their player writings, I think. But like, I agree with you, yeah. Like, it's a bit jarring isn't it like just at this point because she's had wobbles before but like they've always people have stood by her and believed in her and um i know her army isn't what it used to be but like you would think that she still possesses the same uh kind of traits and qualities but she is an isolated character now so just to mark's point really briefly the the problem with you know saying that we don't care because it's just basanity there's definitely an element to that i completely agree with you but it's also because we're just there's nothing that's seismic enough at the moment. Yeah. Like, our, the, because we're on this countdown, because everything has this end game, nothing can matter. Nothing can pack a punch because it's all just about something that's bigger that everybody thinks is around the corner. Arya stabbing the Night King was probably the only moment that probably was big enough on its own. And then everybody started giving out about that. You know what I mean? So they're, they're, they are yeah. working against a pretty big handicap, I would say, on it. Just, I still think even giving them that, it could have been better. Yeah, I, I suppose there's so. the thing of like, you're, yeah, you're probably right in, ter- in terms of like, you're looking at Missandei or whatever, whatever happens, even the dragon, it's just, you're looking at this like a game of chess and they're just pawns that are dropping and all you're worried about is what it means yeah. for the next thing rather than yeah. the big moments the, on their own. I will say really quickly before you jump into the player ratings, because I, I know we don't have time to talk about this, is I am actually disappointed 
that the show looks like it is actually just a battle for a throne. Yeah. You know, at the end of it, you know what I mean? It had so many more elements to it that for me were a lot more interesting and, you know, went a lot deeper. And it was supposed to be this that, oh, these people on the surface think it's this battle about a throne, but actually there's so much more going on. And like John was the only one who could see it. Mm. And it seems like they've given up. They've got rid of all that stuff on purpose. It's like they're getting rid of all the magic elements like Bran doesn't see. Like they didn't explain where Bran went last year. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. They don't care. They actually yeah. don't care about that character. So they just want it out of the way. And now it's like Cersei versus Danny versus John, And what's going to happen? And is Jamie going to kill? And it's all interesting stuff. But it is ultimately kind of basic, isn't it? It's yeah. not the, the deep world that has it's been created. It's gone back to being like, a normal TV show. Like we are talking about yeah. last week in terms of that. It's not the... And like some of it has to be like that. Because you can't keep having plot twists two episodes from the end. Yeah. That nobody's expecting. But anyway, I think it's time we jump into our player ratings. Well, we're in the business of judging performances. Right? Found out tonight. Nothing, player. I'm going to start with one that I kept a keen eye on, and we've discussed her a little bit already. Daenerys. I gave her a 2 out of 10. Wow. Do you think that's so, harsh or generous? I think harsh, yeah. She's in a really? very jerky place. Well, She's at the wedding. It's like going to a wedding when you, with your divorced husband. Like She can't even... She's sitting at the table. She can't even talk to anybody. She's yeah, well, very what, isolated there. I enough, had, well, I've done it in a sort of a leave insert way. Not... Do you know, like, no, I didn't start them out with tens out of ten, 10 out of 10 and you have to lose points. Uh-huh. I started them at 0 out of 10. And I gave her a 1 out of 10 for making Gendry a lord, even though that was a tactical move. So maybe, do you know, it's as much of a, a benefit for her as it is for him. Well, yeah, but and that's, I gave sorry, her, this that's, isn't the soundness rankings here, Mark. This is how they performed yeah. relative to their character. It's nothing yeah. to do with... Like, it was a good tactical yeah. move. So I yeah, gave her so 1 don't, for that. Just don't don't uh, yeah. put a... a qualification on it I give her one for that okay. and then I also give her one just because I felt a little sorry for her when she was sitting around with no friends and then aside from a, a that p- a pity one a pity one mm. everything else she made dre- like, is it her fault that she's getting moves. terrible advice that's a huge point here like she she, she has to trust these guys she pays them a lot like her her backroom team she's assembled them she can only do so much she has to delegate left and right to these people who know the lay of the land much better than her yeah but the advice she was given there was the only person who gave her any advice in terms of going down to King's Landing was Sansa, who said, "Don't go. Surely these people need to rest, including cetera, your dragon who was injured." Exactly. Yeah. Yes. John just said, "Look, at, we promised Daenerys whatever she says we're going to do. That wasn't advice. That was just whatever you want, we'll do." Mm-hmm. So she did, she went off on her own there. Now well, she did her, get bad advice from Tyrion to yes. go down at, at the end. I'm but, terrible advice. Like that. Well, that whole situation arose from the fact that one. She is so pig-headed and narrow-minded that she went down in the first place. And two, that she's riding a bloody dragon. She's way up in the air and somehow she can't see an entire fleet of ships. <laughs> what sort of general who can see her leader of the free world can't see a load of ships? And then not only that, well, but, but, no, there's another point. Rhaegal gets killed. And again, from these crossbows that can like are very heavy and hard to manoeuvre, uh, despite the fact that Euron seems to be the greatest arrowsman the world has ever seen. But uh, what does what does Daenerys do? She flies straight at the ship, straight at it, and mm-hmm. all these bows flying at her. Now, I'm no uh, mad general uh, expert or army expert. <laughs> A mad general <laughs> expert, <laughs> but or an dragon ex- expert, right? Okay. I have no expertise in dragon flying. But those crossbows were going to be difficult to turn around. I don't know if they can turn around 360 degrees. They may only be turn, able to turn on a 180 axis. Why didn't you just fly up in the air, round the back of the ships, and burn them all to pieces? So, 
Just, Rather than flying straight at them. Okay, that seems mad. As your, your mad dragon general expert, the, your knowledge there might be okay, but you can't. You have to blame the dragon, I think, for flying. Uh, the dragon has eyes, can't he see? And then you've got injured ask, dragon that yeah. holds in his wing shouldn't have been out flying. Well, you've got to have had a rest. You've got to ask questions of the physio team. I mean, if if Paul McGrath gets hurt before an Italian ninety game, do you blame Jack Charlton for the injury? Or do you blame the physio for not di- diagnosing it and passing the information on? Where are the dragon physios? You played Jack Charlton for setting up the quarterfinal the day after the last match. When, you know, the, I don't know why he's in charge of the matches. But, <laughs> but yeah. But hold exactly. on, just going back. Daenerys, Daenerys, if she had her way, she would have gone and torched uh, King's Landing like right when she landed in, in, uh, in uh, Westeros. Westeros. That's important, I think, because they keep telling her, oh, do the humane thing, do the humane thing. Her instincts have actually got her this far a lot of the times. And her instincts aren't as bad as people are making out to be. They're not like, oh, burn the whole city, who cares? What they're doing is actually trying to starve the whole city out. They're trying to surround it and, you know, and it's like, oh, but don't worry, they'll blame the other person. So therefore, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like Varys and all these people with their warped views. Like, you know, either way, it's bad. You're going to have to take the throne. Maybe she doesn't need to take it as quickly as she is. I don't know why. what's the rush, to be honest. But that's that's why I would take Mark's offer. But she has had bad advice the whole way another piece of bad advice don't split your army when the army's been cut in four True. you know and then have john go down the king's road and taking six and a half years while she's there in five minutes on the boats because they're so much quicker and also you're going to dragonstone great idea right across from king's landing and what's in between them the iron fleet which is the only thing they've done to actually serve the euron character properly is show that he has the best fleet in, mm-hmm. and, and can kill anyone and has done it all his best stuff has happened where he's just been kind of like come come at you at sea and won every single time yeah so bad bad advice for danny but we'll get to all those people i wouldn't give her that much more than a two though one small devious point. as well like her plan with john like john's too That's honest a man thing. to threaten him that way like you yeah. know yeah yeah i've just told you how you have to keep this a secret shite like i mean I know probably for herself that she benefits from it, but she's just, I know it's not the sound as Rankin's, but it grinds my gears. I, I think you're being harsh to, to criticize her for not being able to see Euron's army. She's a small woman, a very small woman on a very big dragon. I don't think they can see that much on those dragons. Yeah, the it's horns, very. It's a minor point, but I think it's important. They, they're just holding on for dear life. It's up to the dragons there to be able to, to see in the distance. Why is she on it then? I don't know. It's a good, good crack. <laughs> I say it's good, Jack. It's fun times to look at. We're going to have to settle her. You John, think she needs a lot more? You uh, think no, I think she'll be around more. the six. I think, considering what she's working against, her own. She can't be a six. Can, like, imagine if Terry Connor was plotting against Mick McCarthy. But that that's not the point. Like, t- if you've just thrown it, <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. It, so Var- Varys and Tyrion sitting in the uh, in the throne room TC. was like TC and Robbie Keane sitting in the yeah. sitting in the back room, the physio room of the Aviva Stadium, and uh, plotting. And, and uh, Robbie's like, I oh, know TC. What, what you're suggesting is treason. We're not, we're not doing this to Mick. We're not doing this to Mick. It's treason. Stephen Kenny is the man to take us forward. Uh, look, let's set. I'm going to set a lot of four. I'm just deciding these bear ratings there off the okay. bat, on a whim. You wanted more. Uh, Big said not much more than yeah, two. Four would be four. fair. Four would be fair. Also, she seems to have no problem with the incest thing still. Yeah, uh, I thought that was weird. We're going Neither to go to, I think, probably the next most important character I thought in this week's episode Tyrion. Okay. Mm. I thought it was a return to form for Tyrion. What? He did have bad advi- give bad advice towards the end. Well, I want to qualify that 
by the fact that he was clearly suffering from a concussion, have been hit in the head with a <laughs> by a, <laughs> a from, beam, a beam from the ship. <laughs> and I did not see any HIA protocols undertook there, which is also really Brown punched him in the face. Yeah, which is really Daenerys' responsibility, I think. Yeah, because like, who's who's setting the standards here? She has to know if her player is fit to return to the field, and he was not fit for it. So action. you're saying that those head injuries caused the mistake of trying to negotiate that bad deal. Um, with Cersei, like he he was operating under some concussed. Exactly, and I thought up until that point he had proved that he was fully with it, and he went through a lot. You saw all the different types of Tyrion. You saw funny Sorry. Tyrion, drunk Tyrion, yeah. sarcastic Tyrion, uh, Tyrion that wants there to be good in the world, Tyrion that's battling with you know his own morality. I thought he was a solid seven out of ten in terms of his. It was enjoyable to watch him in the episode. Is that the way you're going with it? He had a lot more no, because, in terms of his performance, like how many times is he going to appeal to Cersei's humanity? He has done that twelve times, including the last time he was face to face with her, and she absolutely sold him out before he was outside the room. Like, you're not the monster you think you are, you know. And she's like, she is. She clearly is. She's proven it many fucking times. He was concussed. And she's just found well, Don't give him points for that <laughs> He got hit in the head And as if she needed a reminder Bronn comes in with that crossbow Ready to kill her or Kill him and Jamie, And she All of a sudden he's like No we're going to try to negotiate through this I mean yeah. where, do, where does his bottomless empathy For his sister come from? He did negotiate well with Bronn though Good tactical move Because In my opinion If I was Like you know The Lannister brothers Sitting there having a pint And someone comes in and says I was going to kill you But give me twice as much money And I won't And that's the only thing They get out of it I'd be like We should probably have that guy killed Mm. You know Especially in that world I don't think I'd say it in real life (laughs) (laughs) You might think You know I might think it, but I, 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 yeah, it would definitely At least enter my head That we kind of have to get rid of This fella Bron Like I mean we First of all The reach isn't ours to give him Yeah and I think I think he also has a duty as the hand of the queen duty. To, to be b- beside her the whole time at that sort of ceremony thing. He goes and starts playing the drinking game with his brother and Brienne. Uh, Daenerys is just sort of hanging out there, feeling very isolated, listening to the, some shy talk from the lads. And you can see that sometimes at weddings where there's like a group of lads talking about Gaelic football or something. And then there's the, the, the date who doesn't really know what to say or know anybody. He's yeah. got a duty there. He's got to mind his, his own date, really, and, and sort of keep an eye on her as the, as the hand. And he, uh, he absconded there. Also there, actually, now I'm arguing against myself, but maybe talking about another point I've forgotten about. The whole Colin Brianna as a virgin thing is just that sort of lad at the drinking game that's a bit of an Egypt yeah. and doesn't mm-hmm. know when to mean. stop cross the line. Yeah. Like, There's no Crass. need for that. He yeah. ruined the whole... They were, having a great, they were having great fun and he ruined it. I actually can't think of anything that Tyrion did well in that episode. I thought he was he was either yeah I thought he drank well and yeah. he he was funny at times yeah. and he was his usual witty self but he got his team nowhere. I don't think he did one thing well and I think it's a continuing trend for this guy. He's in the he's in the worst form of his career. I'm not sure he deserves a place on the team anymore. He definitely doesn't deserve to be the captain of Daenerys's team, sure. the hand of the queen. And I don't understand. And he's borderline plotting against her now. He didn't go full in the way Varys did, but he's not too far off. He's happy to waver because he knows what a good person is more than anyone else. And this is, goes back to Donnie's point about feeling a little bit sorry for Daenerys. Like, he's got like this self-proclaimed genius who isn't really doing anything to prove it, backing her up, and now doubting her because yeah. of his decisions. Living on reputation. It's four. What rating did you give him? I'd be a four. I'd give him a three. Jesus. Where would you be? 
How are you giving him a seven? Wow. He definitely had more lines this episode. He spoke more. Mm. More camera time. But I think all the problems in the whole show seem to sort of emanate from him. Right. Why is he? Why does he not have sex anymore? He's met, he's alluded to it twice. Mm. Yeah. I think he might be uh, Great in girl. love with Daenerys. Yeah. Or Sansa. Or, Sa- or both. Yeah. And he's just holding out. He's had a change of character um we're gonna settle on a four so i'm gonna i'm gonna let i'm not gonna go d- down as low as a three but seeing okay. as mick said four i think it's a happy medium even though it's down from a seven um so but two fours so far two fours and now we're on to john okay aka Aegon. i think he's been shown to be out of his depth way way out of his depth I'll, uh, there's lots of things that i would give john it's just more naivety you know this guy is like clearly like the best warrior in Westeros. He's probably the most respected man. You saw the way Tormund and the boys were talking about him. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, he gave a lovely kind of very kingly speech, I would say. I thought he was 10 out of 10 for the first fight. Didn't didn't thank the sponsors. Didn't say, (laughs) didn't give three cheers to the the Army of the Dead, but still it was a good speech. Didn't talk, didn't do the, 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 you know, the team doctor or, um, (laughs) you know, the the guys who washed the jerseys. You know, look, it was a very, very kingly speech, I would say. I thought it was very impressive. And there was a lot of like looks at him, concerned about how good he was at it, you know. So you understand that. Good Changed start. his voice for it as well. I thought did a little bit. Yeah, bit yeah. kind of became a little bit less nervous. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot more. Do you know? No more. I don't know what you call it. I'm not an audio expert. I'm, 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 a di- I'm a dragon expert. Gravitas. No, real bass. Like just oh. the way his his accent. Yeah, just like, you know, he's been doing that more and more over the deeper. seasons. Actually, it's a lot of like, this is the great war. Yeah. you know. Anyway, so... <laughs> is that your impression of the week? I have week? to stop doing impressions, don't I? They, they do happen by accident, I have to be honest. Right, so, from there, poor performance, okay, right? Does not... how He's so in love with his aunt, right, that even though, like, they, it all feels a little bit awkward when they're kissing and stuff like that, but he loves her and feels honour-bound to her so much that he can't see through this awful power grab where she is just... He's like, I don't want that you have it. And she's like, well, yeah, because it's fucking mine. You fuck off and make sure that this doesn't mess it up at all. You know, it's like, right, okay. Suddenly, you just have to be a human being in these situations and say, hold on. I don't want it, but the way you're acting is totally out of order. There's something wrong here. Yada, yada. Right, okay. I have to tell them I'm honor bound, right? Okay, if he's sticking with her, stick to her plan then. You know, I don't think you should be sticking with her, but if you're going to, you have to stick to her plan. Now, immediately tells yeah. the brothers and sisters. Also, trusts them that, like, just swear. Just swear, and then it'll be okay. Okay, Grant. Okay, they've sworn now, so no problem. Sansa immediately <laughs> tells someone about it. Soon the whole world will know. Yada, yada. Right, okay. Ghost. Big mistake. Yeah. Right? He, his, his animal management in this. He's half a Stark. He's half a Targaryen. He's got his own direwolf, and he's got his own dragon, Right. He's the writer of that dragon. That's more his than Daenerys's now. That's the way dragon lore works, according to people who know more than me about it. So he says Rhaegal doesn't need a writer weighing him down because Jon is so big that he's going to apparently hurt him as opposed to steer him out of the way of a dragon. So he lets his injured dragon go off on his own and then he sends ghosts off, ghosts who fought for him in battle. He doesn't even pet him goodbye. He just kind of sends him off with torment. The the only thing that's that, that saved his life more times than you can count and he's just like ah off you go then he goes south straight away no questioning as to whether we should wait a little while and re- recoup our armies off he goes half dead army all the way down the road to await his possible doom where all of his ancestors have died before in king's landing john did not play well again 
Bad but, planner, that man. What do you give him out of 10? Three. Donny? Yeah, be around there three or four. I just don't know. He doesn't seem to know what he's doing at all. Making bad decisions left and right. And it's just, I mean, it, we shouldn't... I know he's a military uh, planner and all this kind of thing, and he's a soldier, but like... He's a human as well, and to see somebody treat their dog so badly was just really heartbreaking. Yeah. There is the argument that maybe what he said was right. Maybe he was doing the humane thing, and the direwolves belong in the northern dark. Would you just pet the dog before it goes away? <laughs> you could see it. Yeah. It's got one ear. It's looking so miserable and Same. sad. But also, also, they wouldn't pay for the CGI of having to make human yeah. contact. Also, how did it take him so long to notice that Gilly was pregnant? Because she's clearly been pregnant for ah, the he had He's his mind on other things, in fairness, for a while. It was the first time he looked at her. I'll actually give him credit for that. And actually, if I was to bump him up to a four, which is what Tyrion and Danny got, and I don't think he played worse than them. Yeah. So if I was to bump him up to a four, what I would do is that he is, like, incredibly honourable and loyal, right? And... While that does work against him a lot and it leads to naivety and we've already taken points off him for that, it is also honourable, it is also a good trait and actually will probably get him the respect that we seen earlier in the episode that got mm-hmm. him so high. So maybe we bump up to a four because of that. Yeah, I also just want to quickly, before we move off this, go back to the, to the first scene mm-hmm. and all the bodies being burned. Go on. Now, I'm going to give, I don't know who The Undertaker was, uh, there are a lot of uh, not the wrestler. I'm not going to name no no the undertakers who were in charge of the disposal of these bodies I'm not going to name any names because there are plenty of uh, they own the Winterfell corner uh, shop as well yeah exactly the end of the pub but it was a, a dreadful idea first of all all the bodies are why burn them all so close to the castle walls like the stink of that is going to be atrocious also as anyone who has watched Making a Murderer knows and I'm sure they have that Bodies aren't going to burn well in the open like that. You need to have them in some sort of burn pit, in some sort of concentrated heat, like a barrel of some sort. Mm. And like, they just have them out in the open and it's not going to work out. It's just going to stench the place out and then they're going to be left with half-charred remains. How many barrels do you think they have in Winterfell, given that like thousands of men died? Well, like Gendry could ruffle up a barrel, rustle up a barrel in no time at all. Gendry's the greatest blacksmith that ever lived. (laughs) Yeah, but he's a busy man these days. I think, but also you have to give, you have to remember that the Undertakers would have been very busy dealing with all of the remains from the Army of the Dead. And there would have been a lot of just skeletons around. Yeah. And like, where did, like, that you didn't see any signs of the battle on the, in front of the main, the main wall there. So they had been obviously toiling, like, probably through the night to get all of those skulls and stuff out of sight for the big speech. So I think they were probably a bit stretched. But why not just bring the bodies even, at, at the very least, just further away from the castle so there isn't such a stink? That's a good point. So people who had to go to the funeral were tired. They've just been through the battle of their lives. I'm giving them defeated a, the dead. A three out of ten, and that's a, and that's a, a generous three. Uh, we move on to Cersei. Uh, Maybe all of, the Undertakers died, and everyone was just trying it, like you know, amateur Undertaker. It shows you it's a big responsibility, yeah. and it shouldn't be taken lightly. And uh, Paul Bearer, Lord rest him. He could have been. He could have been. If you're talking about wrestling, he would have been useful if Paul were in there as a manager for that uh, for that funeral. But anyway, Cersei. Um, I think you'd have to give Cersei an eight. This episode, she is. I think clearly the winner. Everything is uh, coming her way now. Um, she didn't have much of the ball, but what she did, she was aggressive. Uh, she was true to herself, and now she's in a place where she's got Daenerys totally where she wants her. She's in her head. She's psyched out. She knows she's got the the red. She's risen the red mist in her opponent, and um, you know it's exact. She has the enemy exactly where she wants him to be. It's it was just another, I think, just 
more sort of dastardly tactical genius from, from yeah, Cersei. I thought it was a great tactical move to bring all the people into the Red Keep. Mm. That you're like, right, we're going to, if you want to, if you want to, it was, it was a blanket defense, really. It's like, if you want to come, th- you want to get to me, you're going to have to come through all sure. of us and risk mm. alienating the entire population. And she has all the support. All the supporters are on her side there in King's Landing. She's, she's clearly knows how to play to them and give them what they want. And um, they see the, the opposition coming in and they're on her side. And I think they're going to back her all the way to the end of this battle. I would say her orchestrating the slowest pregnancy in, in human history mm. and, some, and, and, you know, convincing Euron that they have, you know, an unbreakable alliance built by their shared child who will eventually inherit the land and the sea is another masterstroke that she's played over a lot of episodes but came to fruition uh, this week. And, yeah, just her, her, just her very presence. She, she like, just even her, um, you know, positioning herself so far above Daenerys and her army is, you know, no accident. Mm. She's just playing the game incredibly well. She's ready. My fear is that she has lost her mind and is that's going to make her unpredictable and dangerous. Like, it could work out well for her, yeah. you know, over the next two episodes. Um, and, you know, perhaps even the, the, the thought of her, her demise and her butchering has even brought back her closest ally to her uh, to her mm-hmm. side, but we'll see about that. Yeah, she's like a she's like a stereotypical Italian centre half. Takes no nonsense, bit man in the head, getting better with age, getting better yeah, with Chiellini. age. Yeah, uh, solid eight out of ten. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't argue with that. Yeah, eight out of ten. Uh, we'll move on to perhaps our nemesis, Sansa Stark. Very involved in this week's episode. Could be, I think she's she's arguably now, if not the strongest female character, maybe she's the strongest female uh, character that people are rooting for. Mm-hmm. Um, but how did she fare this Arya's episode? the strongest female character that people are rooting for. But Sorry, I thought, uh, in terms of the race for the Iron Throne. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I think she's still well, well in with a shout, despite that there's not really much mention of it. Why? Well, what's her interest in it? She's not even going to leave the North. Like I don't think she's even going to be in the next episode. The throne could just move. Throne could yeah does like, it? Can well, who said move? the king's land? Well, she has can to be, be the, the queen in the north. Like yeah. I don't know if she has interest in the seven kingdoms. Maybe she'll take them all. Just go. You know what? We'll have the lot. Donny. Mm. Uh, I th- I would say she's you know seven. Every she seems to be really clued into things now. Um, you know, calling on calling for you know some added rest days for the team. I think that was proven to be a bit wise. She's on top of sports science. That's not like she's one of those people. She's one of the early adapters to the, to it and she's not been listened to and she's going to be proven right and her future. look her men men management skills i think they might have been doubted a few few seasons ago but look at what she was doing with uh, the hound and that was some some touching stuff yeah um she's been through a lot in over the course of the show but like whereas some some characters might be completely derailed she's actually she's grown from those sort of dark moments and it, like she really seems like she, she's like it's terrible to see what she's had to go through to get to this stage but like actually she's She's quite um, she's she's quite poised and and strong now. Mick, does she lose points for being a bit of blabbermouth? Well, not if she's doing it strategically. Like you know, so does she lose soundness points? She probably does a little bit. Like she did kind of betray John. What I actually was interested in that though was that she still seems to be on John's side. The weirdest thing, and like I don't know if we were going to mention it or if it, I don't think it will come up with any of the player ratings. The weirdest thing was like the John's parentage 
you know, the reveal was last season, I know. But the world doesn't know about it yet. So, like, it's still this massive deal. And it's another thing that I feel like they're just going... They just want oh, this one story and they don't want It's coming up in the player ratings, don't you worry. Yeah. have got Brand Stark next and we'll be talking Okay, about. fine. But from a show point of view, I want to see how Arya and Sansa react to yeah. that. And is it that they weren't able to write it? Or every time we think they're saving something for down the line, we don't seem to see it. Mm. Yeah. It's like we were talking about where Bran was last week. So I just thought that was a cop-out, but it annoyed me. But what did seem interesting was she did seem to be still on his side. She did seem to say, like, actually, John is the person that we should be rallying behind and not Daenerys when she was talking to Tyrion. So she did she did give it away, but it was strategic. She's, the, she's probably misconsistency in... Uh, our Game of Thrones player rankings at the moment. Mm. I don't think she's... She's just one of those players that's probably not going to drop below a seven at the moment. She's she's always playing the game really well. She's one of those people as well that's kind of like quietly risen up the world rankings. Sure. Yeah. The Westeros rankings. Like yeah. She, she might have started... She, about two years ago, she would have been maybe like two fif- 10, 15, 15 to 20 in the, in the rankings, you know? And without ever like bolting up, she's gone up two at a time yeah. until now she's like clearly in the top five. And, you know, definitely a contender for number one, yeah, if not the overall. It shows you, you know, what the value of sort of moving on from your kind of assistance can be. Like when Ferguson would have had um, Carlos Quiros, but then maybe Mike Phelan Phelan comes in. Littlefinger out of the picture, given like just polluting her head with his schemes and his bad ideas. He's gone now. She's kind of working it on her own, maybe. There's that big grumpy family. old white man, yeah, Lord white Royce, man, who uh, is still about. Pat I don't Royce. know if he's still about. Did he survive the battle? He, he is. Yeah, he's still there. He was in the big hall. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. The veil guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems to be sound enough. Like he seems to be like he he doesn't suffer fools lightly. That lad. No. Um, and we don't know much about him, but look, he had to be have the smarts about him to survive the battle That's of it. Winterfell. Seven at least, yeah. Yeah, I, I, look, Sansa's playing well, and she's still there, thereabouts. And look, she's secured the North. She's not a fan of Danny. I think she sees through her better than anyone else. Sometimes I think she's actually being a little bit harsh. Yeah, but at the same time, it's coming from a place of distrust that I think is well earned. Yeah. She's also the only person who's never, who she's the only person with no battle experience really that was in that uh, battle room where mm. they're discussing. Uh, attacking Daenerys and she's the only one who spoke any sense tactically in terms mm. of letting people rest uh, moving on very quickly just there we mentioned him earlier Bran I've given him a 2 out of 10 yeah he's still Again. a dose it's proved clear last week we said we'd wait wait a week and see if uh, something transpired from the time he went into the eyes of the ravens and went off on his gallivanting during the whole battle of the Winterfell basically missed the whole lot Turns out, no, he was just watching something on Netflix. Who knows? Mm-hmm. He was absolutely useless. He's the worst person at parties. I mean, imagine getting stuck beside him. Poor Tyrion trying to make no. a great conversation. Go, yo, Bran, I like your wheels. And uh, Bran's just like, oh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's an old, it's like Penny's hun. Yeah. It was 200 years old or something, the design of it. He's a disaster. And then, like, Game of Thrones <laughs> is turning more into Monty Python, Search for the Holy Grail. With every week that passes, I'm fully expecting uh, Jones or Eric Idle or someone to pop up with, oh, uh, well, I didn't vote for you, whoever gets the Iron Throne at the end. And also the whole brand thing, when it's like, John's like, I need to tell you this. No, wait, I can't tell you. You need to tell, not tell anyone. I swear you won't tell anyone. Keep it a secret. And they're like, yeah, I swear. And then it's like, well, Bran, you tell them. It's just fully, and it just cuts to him, but I was fully expecting Brad to go, well, I'll tell you. <laughs> and break into song. <laughs> Nobody's getting this. <laughs> 
Bran, there was a moment you're saying he's sitting no crack at the party. There was a moment where you were seeing Sansa sitting there with her straight back, kind of looking around, thinking like that woman has been leading for a long time. Like she's had no crack. Like you know, now is the time for her to. On one side of her is Bran sitting there, like just kind of lo- like in his own like Lula I world. Live in the past, and, the, and the other the other person beside her is brooding Jon Snow, and you're like, yeah. this poor girl. Like what kind of a like lunatic family has she come from? Like at least Arya, like she. She, she's mad too let's face it but she's kind of got that little bit of crack about her like yeah. you know it's like you'd be sti- you know they might not have got on as kids but thank god for Arya now just for Sansa's yeah. sanity like. Bran's the type of lad at a party who'd sit there for an hour discussing different types of porridge or something well, he did discuss like the the invention of wheelchairs 150 yeah, years before, which you know I was actually interested to know where his wheelchair came from or who built it. But it's good to, he invented it from the fact that like it is it is useful to him to have this but, knowledge like, of the past. Completely butchered. He's gone from being the three eyed raven, some lad who knows the entire history of the world, to being Uncle Colum from uh, Derry Girls, where he's like, oh, yeah. I says to myself, Bran, <laughs> that's no day for a do. <laughs> but if Bran wasn't. I wonder if this is an actor's choice, right? But is Bran as uninteresting? Like, the idea of him isn't uninteresting. He is not, I don't think, an uninteresting character. I wonder is they got very, very lucky with the casting of this show because they had to cast a lot of children that needed to become adults. He couldn't be getting rid of them. They were too big. You know, they got very... Like, Sansa and Arya have been unbelievable. They're nearly who you'd put in now if you were casting a new, you know? But, like, they were obviously not going to look out with all of them. And I wonder, is Bran just a little bit too wooden so that they just made him just into this kind of talk? He talks like, you know, um, Noel Fielding's character in the IT crowd? Yeah. Who just, you know, who kind of just looks into this sort of thing and goes, I remember when I, you know, before I was... Before I lived here, I used to work upstairs... He's like, where are you looking? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's, that voice is just really annoying. I wonder if he just talked normal. Would mm. it be as weird and boring? I don't know. He's added nothing. Look at Two out of ten. I'm not Two disagreeing. Yeah. He didn't yeah. do it's anything. Just, it's just a, this. they spend a lot of time setting him up as the most important guy in the universe. Mm. And now he's a, basically a, yeah. a wheelchair geek. And if he knows what's going to happen, why isn't he just saying, here, lads, uh, Euron's going to be waiting for you on the black I don't water. think he knows what's going to happen. He only knows what did happen, which is a bit useless like he's just mm-hmm. wikipedia really he's not able to predict anything uh, but anyway we're, we're running out of time here so we'll have to move quickly through a few here uh, i got a two yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna group Arya the hound uh torment gendry let's run through these all pretty quickly mm-hmm. uh Arya, solid seven out of ten i don't think yeah. she had yeah. too much involvement the yeah. hound as well i had a really good moment though the the it's not me when gendry proposed to her yeah. that was a brilliant callback and also like i was like saying it the entire time as she was giving all her other bullshit to ultimately get to that line yeah really true to her character i heard a bill simmons podcast was great what it was like the the, the i'm dumping you on the bachelor uh, <laughs> sort of spiel where it's yeah, like yeah. you know oh you're really good when to give a big brief synopsis on the whole relationship until yeah. they got get to the bit where you say no <laughs> <laughs> so that was good she doesn't seem to be claiming all that much credit for the fact that she's the hero when she seems to be avoiding it a little bit yeah. I liked her black eye because she's kind of like that's her battle hard now she's a full on warrior now because she's got the scars and also like we didn't see her reaction we know Sansa what she thought but why is she fucking off and why is she saying she's not going to be back mm. that leaves a lot of intrigue I have to say absolutely 
weekend. Great to have her back on the road with the Hound. Um, to I think that's when the show was kind of at its best when yeah. they're just going on adventures and yeah. calling into random it towns. Along the way. Show but it used to take them two seasons to go mm-hmm. from I don't know where where he even found her like somewhere in the Riverlands to go to River Run, which is also in the Riverlands, and then to go to the Vale, which is like the next place over. That took a season and a half. Mm. They're going to be in King's Landing in the next episode. But she still, I think both her and the Hound, seven out of ten. Yeah, that, yeah. Gendry the Hound was very funny. Yeah, yeah. Hound is great. Gendry probably a six out of ten because the proposal was a bad idea. Well, but he is a lord now. It was a good and, idea for him, I think. Uh, but he should have been a bit more tactical about it. Like he, 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 he jumped the shark there a little bit now, or not jumped the shark, but what's the jump? He jumped uh, the gun. Jumped the gun. <laughs> I'm, yeah. getting, I'm getting my jumped up, my jumped phrases mixed up. Look, but, uh, he's like mad enough. He he shifted her once. And he's proposing to yeah. I suppose that a lot of proposals happen in Game of Thrones where they haven't even shifted at all. Yeah, more than shifted now, in fairness. Yeah, that's true. But still, it was only the once. Uh, so, and like, he didn't do an awful lot of work. Didn't get a lot done, I didn't think, this episode. He was sitting around a lot, drinking, uh, getting made lords, you know, getting appointed to things. Like, if he's a lord of something now, what's going to happen to the to the blacksmith trade? Well, I presume that's pretty well stocked, but I, I was happy for him. I was glad he got his moment. Six. He could set up blacksmiths all over Storm's End. Oh, True. easily a six. Yeah, he didn't do anything wrong. Torment. Torment's 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10? The most crack of anyone, right? Had, had like, knew how to party, right? Mm. The only man who party Lost Brienne, handled it well. I would say he didn't go off the handle. He got yeah, a bit of a cry to surely his friend. He, surely yeah. he loses a point for letting Jamie get in the way of him. Look, like, I'm not, he, I'm not holding on to this 10 like it's... <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, give him whatever number you want, but I'm saying that he played well. He handled losing Brienne very well. He had the bit of yeah. a cry. Then went out, and do you know what? He goes, I'm taking my people home. That's where they belong. We're going to mm. go off. I'll take Ghost off your hands. No problem. I'll do you a favour. You're the best man I know. Loyal to an end. You know, he, yeah. he turned around on Jon Snow, knows what he actually is, knows that he was someone who took his enemies under his wing. Tormund, going to miss him. Don't think uh, we'll one, see him again. Great season, a lot of great speeches. Great to see him. You know, one of the few men crying in the show really yeah. opened up there after Brienne dumped him in. Like, he became much more of a lad this season. You know, he was kind of a bit of a madman. I think he was kind of like the weird guy in the GA team. But now he's kind of like, he's like kind of like the main lad. Like, hey, well done to Europe. Yeah. I'm going to follow you and go yeah. wherever you want. He's like the the former senior player who's still around in the senior team just to G up the lads. Yeah, and, you yeah, know, yeah. Great character. I'm going to give him nine out of ten. He's just losing a point because Jamie kind of won that sort of Love race. I thought it made more sense for it to actually end up in tournament. But uh, anyway, we're giving tournament 9 out of 10. Highest rating on this week's show Hold, so far. And do we think we'll see him again? No. I think mm. him and the wolf are gone to live the adventures of tournament and ghost. I've, I've uh, an idea that I heard from someone else, but I really like. That was, they said it on the, the Ringer show, that they think that the talking about John belonging on the north and that he'd love to go with them and all and that might be ultimately where he sees his retirement mm. and we might we might like if we see him it'll be no more than like ghost and torment standing there as john goes and gives him a hug i don't think we're going to see any more it'd of his be, character yeah. but we might see him again yeah you know? it might be a, it would be one of the great i know they have them penciled in already they're probably not one of them but they have a great it would be a great spin-off show where it's like i don't know the night king does come back to life at the end of game of thrones or something and then there's just one that's set up in the north yeah the north north with Tormund and Jon Snow. Load of Wildings. Place. Yeah. Just called uh, Wildings. And they're just fighting the Night King and none of this other bullshit. They don't even have to <laughs> fight the Night King. They're just going to be fighting yeah. each other, you know, yeah. and uh, just, yeah, Wildings collecting politics. berries and stuff like that. I mean, just crack. Like. Uh, you're on Greyjoy. Uh, again, another lad, I think, that had a very good a very good week. Yeah. He's another mm-hmm. 8 out of 10, possibly 9. I'd be giving him a 9 now. I'd yeah. be struggling to take any points off him, you know. But when you think that 
only one dragon has ever been killed yeah. uh, through a flying projectile in the history of the Seven Kingdoms. Well, and that it's a, it's a one in a million shot. Yeah. No, the history of in the books. The, really? The, yeah, the legend is that only one dragon's ever been killed. And oh, but not the Night King. In the, no, no. This is sorry, like, but the Night King. Oh, sorry, so two dragons. Didn't yeah, count two dragons there. And it's a one in a million shot. Yes, he managed to hit a dragon three times. <laughs> yeah, from he, a boat. He basically and in a, with a crossbow that's hard to maneuver. He basically lobbed the opposite keep the opposition keeper from his own penalty mark. Yeah, yeah. I think he only threw one of the bolts, but yeah, like he his plan was untouchable. He yeah. he rules those seas. Like he's the scariest guy to come out. I think people continue to underestimate how important Euron and the Iron Fleet is. Like they're but that's, scary bastards. It's, I would say one of my criticisms. I won't dock him points for it because it's not his fault. But if you think of all the time we've put into so many different characters, I still something jars me with Euron that he just kind of showed up and he's just randomly a major character. Yeah. It would be much better to get him a lot earlier in the show and that you actually care about him. Like it's still, it's still, uh, there's still an element of like, who the hell is this lad? Yeah. Like he's just kind of in there, wreaked havoc. Um, but in terms of player ratings, that's, what you, that's all you need. Yeah. So yeah, 9 out of 10, I think. Scored an amazing goal. You got to give him the points there. Two people we've forgotten about um, up until now, Jamie and Brianne. Mm. Have we forgotten about or were we just building up to them in the 48-minute mark? <laughs> we were building up to them. <laughs> the most interesting of, uh, I think... The most interesting story of the yes. show. Like, yeah. If you look, and again, this is the point, Grey Worm and Masande, another couple that were meant to really kind of care about. I really couldn't give a shit with poor Grey Worm. I'm sorry, Grey Worm, but... His quimpered and crying at the yeah, end. Yeah, there was a lot of kind of like uh, his jaw-clenching action yeah. going yeah. on that was... I'm not sure it was the best acting. Uh, I've given Jamie an 8 out of 10 subject to change. Wow. I thought he had an 8 out of 10 Generous. up until he left. And I think he's leaving to go kill Cersei. So I'm not going to dock him points for it. But I can't dock him points based of... Like, that's not the way it was set up, though. He's it, gone to save her. He didn't he's gone to realise that all of his character development over the last five seasons was actually bullshit. And who he actually is, is the person that he's going back but to. But Brienne, who was in the room or outside... Him outside the room next to the horse, where he, he pulled off, she knew that, like, she looked very troubled by where he was going to and didn't seem very comforted by the fact that he, he was riding off into the distance. Yeah, but I think that's because he was just being ambiguous and it misled people. But all it didn't, it set it up that it he could said, be either. I agree. Yeah, he just yeah. said that he stood by her when she did all these horrible things. He listed them all off, as in, like, I was waiting for him to go, go now it's my time to go down and finally put a stop to this. No, now, he didn't say that. He was he saying, said, That's well, me. He said we're yeah. horrible people. Said, yeah. well, I think it just takes a horrible person to kill a horrible person. That's what he thinks. And he's going to go down and do it. I don't know. I I, the way he reacted to Sansa saying, I'm not going to be there to see your sister slaughtered. That was that was a trigger. That was him realizing, I've been living in this world. I've been off on my holidays. I've been I've been having this affair with this woman. Um, you know, I've, I thought that I could be happy. I can't. That's like a magnet to me. I can't. Now, he was brought back to reality. He realized that Cersei was probably going to be killed and he had to go and be back by her side. That's I th- uh, that's at the very least what we're being set up to believe. Yeah. Yeah. Can we agree then that we'll push his player rating out for a week? Yes, because we don't I know can do that. But okay. I have to say that, like, you know, like kind of like building up this woman, the unlikely pairing you know, kind of declaring his, you know, love for her in so many words and then kind of like leaving her crying on the landing in her dressing gown. Yeah. You know, like a, a day later is not really cool. 
I've got her. I'm, I'm happy to give Jamie like a retrospective play rating next week. Yeah. But like, if I was doing it now, it'd be pretty low. Yeah, I see. I don't know. Could be like the other thing you'd argue that was for her own good that he was just trying to do the. You know, it's not. It's not you, it's me, sort mm. of spiel. And uh, he didn't want her worried about him going down because he was going down to try and kill Cersei. And so he's going to come back and go, listen. Well, he spent... Yeah. <laughs> Mark just held up a head, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> just, in case, just in case people were wondering what the silence was. Uh, but Brianne, quickly, uh, going to give her, a, I think, seven and a half. She didn't do a lot, but she... she uh, was good in the drinking game. She did a bit. She did a bit. Yeah. <laughs> she did something or someone. She uh, also didn't battle it on the big occasion. Yeah. Which I, she was clearly afraid. She was actually more, I thought, yeah. she showed more clarity under pressure than mm-hmm. Jamie did. Yeah. Jamie got a little hot and bothered, whereas Brianne, she was... Uh, Jamie she, came in she, like she, the big man to initiate, but when it actually happened, she was the one who was yeah. there to finish the deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Seven and a half. Sure. To go out and behave himself, the way he behaved himself tonight... He's a disgrace. He's a disgrace to the gang. All right, that's putting it too strongly that's all my, together. Hold on a minute. That's what I believe. So speaking of that other couple, Grey Worm and Missandei, uh, I don't think Grey Worm really featured enough to be raised. Although, I suppose he was involved in the whole shipwreck thing where they magically ended up back on land and Euron left them all to survive. How did they know for a fact that they'd taken Missandei just because they couldn't find her when, like, yeah, should have drowned. They, they swam up. Yeah, yeah. Well, he sent her to an escape boat. You see, so she would have been in the boat. Oh, escape, right. So yeah. So the whole boat was probably taken. Yeah, yeah. It's jarring when they use really specific nautical words like skiff <laughs> <laughs> in a otherwise kind of totally made up show. But anyway, yeah, skiff could have kind of been anything. Well, I suppose they do use the language that we understand. Like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe he should have been a bit more vocal as well when. He, he, I presume he was thinking the same as Sansa like, yeah. because he probably himself is and she would have listened here. to him and that's the problem yeah. with blind loyalty you know yeah. like he is he's becoming more human he's had more to live for but he hasn't his character hasn't actually developed beyond the the blindly loyal soldier if you're, that it needs to be because he's, he's supposed to be a general like he has you, to be able yeah. to speak to her if you're a general in an army as well and you're going down into war is it a good idea to be standing holding hands with your girlfriend at the front of the boat when you're supposed to be leading an army they were not prepared for the game that no. You, you wouldn't see General Alexander at that crap, yeah. would you? They were, they were Wait, who's General sided? Alexander? That's Alexander the Great. <laughs> no, I meant I meant uh, the guy... Patton? That's the one. <laughs> that lad. Like, uh, in fairness to Donnie, I said the guy, and he said Patton, so well done, Donnie. No, General Patton would have been at that. Uh, so yeah, I suppose he, he holds a bit of responsibility. Whatever about Daenerys being able to see the boats from the sky, surely he could see them from the sea. So uh, he was a bit kind of. I think. I think he, he was letting something other than his brain lead him in that episode. And then it wasn't as. It wasn't, wasn't that the usual either. thing that's not your brain. <laughs> it was because <laughs> he doesn't have it. Yeah, it was his gut. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> he was letting something lead him, and who knows what it was. But uh, maybe a five out of ten for Grey Worm. Missandei. Five out of ten. Like didn't protect his woman. Yeah. Didn't re really, like you know didn't, didn't speak truth to power. Shouldn't have been in that position. Yeah. Uh, you know, like also, don't know if the unsullied are the people that should be there. I'd go for a three. I don't know if what he did well. Right, grand right. three. I'm not going to. We're running out of time here. I'm not going to waste all day arguing with you. Sande. Just we noticed there. You, you guys brought it up earlier in the show that um, you know head injuries have been a real issue <laughs> over the show. <laughs> Come on, where are you going with this? And like, I mean, if you go back to season one, last episode, we've seen just the dangers of, of serious head injury, yeah. and then it's just it's just a, it's a shame to see such another 
big player in the show. Ned Stark never played again. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I think some people lose their head, and it's a it's a three match suspension. But I think she's going to be gone for the rest of the season. <laughs> Look, you know. <laughs> we've lost the lads have lost it here look at I'm making I'm taking a call here on this and I'm going to give uh, Miss Andy a 6 out of 10 I thought she was brave in defeat but ultimately she lost oh and when she shouted that uh, what was it Jagaris that, yeah. that was a great yeah. way to go out yeah it was yeah and ultimately is the advice that Danny has been lacking is mm, to follow yeah. her instincts and just go get him uh, quickly as well Kyburn, I've given him a 4 out of 10 still a twerp and they've got a turkey neck that really annoys me if anyone should be wearing uh, a polo top uh, a turtleneck <laughs> top it's Kyburn, and he's yeah. the only person not and it really annoys me we have to we should have given Tyrion an extra point for just ignoring his waffling and just walking yeah. right yeah, past it that was true. actually a nice move so exactly maybe that I still think Tyrion's lucky to be a yeah. four but give let's that a not point. revisit them but let's yeah definitely I, I'd say actually uh, Queen yeah he was meant to do that with Tyrion actually I'm going to dock him down I'm going to one out of ten Handed the Queen one out of ten. Uh, also, Samuel, uh, obviously I was very harsh on him last week. This week I'm giving him a solid five out of ten. He wasn't in it much, but proved fertile. So, uh, look, he has to get points for that. Uh, we got the animal ratings very quickly, Donny. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I think, again, we uh, this is kind of good, just going back to what we were saying earlier, but with, with Rhaegal, the dragon, I think he, you know, he just shows you, you these are the dangers of playing injured. If you, yeah. if you, if you, if you, if you're carrying injuries into games, you got to tell the physios, look, I'm not fit to play here. I'm not ready. Give me, I need, I need a rest day. Similarly, the physios, they're well paid. You know, the dragon physio, physios have to know when, if a, if a dragon has a hole in his wing, he's a dragon's not, always going to want to fly. Yeah, that's what that dragons do. What they it's, what it's, they do. Yeah. That's what that's all they know how to do. Yeah, but, but if he's got a hole in his wing, the physio has to tell yeah, exactly. the dragon, look, you need a day off. You need to patch that hole in your wing up. Yeah, and like you know, died so low player rating for him. I would say, yeah, yeah. Uh, pity, so, pity for John loses his dragon. Yeah, just like that. I thought it was brave of him to go back into battle so soon after that injury. Mm. So maybe we give him a couple of points for that. But like a a four. Three, ooh, I was going to say a three. Three. Okay, cool. Ghost. Yeah. Look, ghost looked like he got a good batter in the in the battle for Winterfell. Lost an ear. Yeah, lost an ear. Poor ghost. Uh, what a legend. Follows instruction well, and I think he'll you know. He's he's gone down the leagues now, come back up into the north north. Mm-hmm. But I think he can have a solid career. I think he's going to be like a Glenn Whelan. He could, uh, like we said, we don't know if we're ever going to see him again. But you never know. He might come back suddenly in a year and a half and play a competitive fixture for Ireland once more. Yeah, five, uh, five, Bron? yeah, five. Bron <laughs> first appearance, not long enough to be rated episode. really. Yeah, one scene. Yeah, he he uh, his comeback really. If anything, in fairness, he came in there as Sir Bran of the Blackwater with no property and left as Lord of the Reach. Yeah, and uh, you know the Lord of Highgarden. Yeah. That's not a, a bad performance. performance yeah. Seven you know? ten, and he's only regained a match fitness. Who knows yeah. if we ever see him play another match? Punch Tyrion mm. in the nose didn't yeah. br- didn't break it. You know, yeah. knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. And then one last person. What did he get? Uh, seven. Seven. One last person. Faris, really kind of, I thought it was a massive performance for someone who didn't feature at all really last week. He was, you know, he last week we would have given him, I think, maybe a one out of ten, yeah, two out of ten at the most. He was um, invisible almost. Yeah. Whereas this year, this week he's come back. He's he's really showed nailed his colours to a mast. I think he's the only person that's looking who's speaking any sense. If if he's he is the voice of reason yes. in that show. I see Varys quite differently myself. I think. If we look at his career as a whole, we see a, here's a here's a player who's gone. He's transferred to so many different teams over his career. Journeyman. He's a journeyman guy, and he's always ang- he's always angling for the next transfer, even when he should be working, uh, you know, with 
the team that he's currently on. And we see him very quickly. He's just considering, okay, where am I going to be playing next season? Who am I going to be working with? Who should I be working with? Who's the right, what's the right team to be on? Whereas why not just concentrate uh, on the current setup and, and work? Try and improve from within. Exactly. Rather than just being like, well, I could be so like, there's a better team out there for me. This was very true to his character, I would say. And that's not necessarily to his credit. I think he is someone that probably does kind of flip very easily. And, you know, it's all very well for him to be sitting there going, this is the savior. And then give her no advice for two seasons and then say, hold on, I don't like where she's going. And instead of trying to act, he just abandons. But is he possibly backing a winner? Is he, he's always he's, trying to back the winner that's the yeah. whole thing like but if he Barris, does then is that not in, in terms of a player ratings like we're saying it's not a soundness rankings mm. if he does and John ends up on the Iron Throne do you mm. not have to look back this go this was a very smart move he might Barris. be pla- he might, I, don't, I think he's looking for the right man I don't know if he's looking for the, the, the man who will ultimately win though because I don't think John wants to yeah it's not him then like also you, you didn't give Tyrion the credit then for like you're, you're criticising Varys on one hand mm. for not sticking by uh, Daenerys and all this whereas the, that person who was presenting that oh, that exact argument you made Donny was Tyrion and he didn't give him the kudos for that well I, I just I, I think Tyrion just the way he's going the way he's going about the end game even if he's right in backing Danny, he's doing it all wrong and that's ultimately he's proven to be a terrible tactician Great to see Varys back in the game, though. Because, yeah. look, he's someone that, you know, spent a lot of the seasons, early seasons, kind of, like, getting caught rapid, like, just staring at the Iron Throne with lust in his eyes. Yeah. They've kind of forgotten about that side of him. But mm. there's definitely a bit of that. He definitely wants to be the, if not the guy, then the guy's guy. Yeah. You know? I think it takes balls to go against Daenerys. <laughs> for a man with no balls. Yes. Yeah. I was getting there, Mick. I was getting there. <laughs> Sorry. For a man with no balls, he showed great show. balls. Yeah. Uh, what are we going to get? What are we giving him? I would oh. have given him a a solid seven. I'd agree. Yeah, six, seven. Yeah, yeah seven. I, w- I would have went higher. Yeah, seven. So there we go. Seven out of ten for Varys. Still all to play for though in Which the Game of Thrones. Tormund and Euron shared a week. Yeah, yeah I thought. You know. I did, and, and Cersei was decent as well. I think Cersei got a solid eight. Did she? Yeah, I would say Cersei won the week, but the highest ranking players were Tormund and Euron for yeah. very different reasons. Mm. <laughs> Just quickly before we wrap, who do you think is on the Iron Throne at the end after the next two episodes? I think we are going to have a uh, representative democracy and no Iron Throne. Oh, okay. I think the North will be an independent. Ulster says no, uh, and Sansa will be Queen of the North. And John will go off into the North North for the adventures oh, you of think that's John it? Tormund and Ghost. Ghost. It's uh, coming to Disney Plus or whatever that new, uh, <laughs> that new HBO Plus. Plus. They keep calling it Disney Plus. Okay. I don't know why. Uh, for Maybe Marvel. it's after Pluto. Um, but anyway, that is it for this week. We have uh, ranked all our players. If you agree or disagree with us, please get in touch. On all the various social media channels, you can get The Rewind at therewind.ie on Twitter. That's D-O-T-I-E. We will be back next week. Like I said, please re, uh, please subscribe to The Rewind podcast feed. Just search The Rewind in all good podcast apps. But until then, mind yourself. <laughs>